As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hello, hi, and welcome. I am your host, Emma Gunnar-Wardner, and in my nearly 20-year career as a beauty and health writer, I have interviewed a lot of people, supermodels, entrepreneurs, authors, celebrities, and doctors, and many of these conversations had a real impact on me, and I'd come away feeling inspired, excited, informed, and really empowered, and at the back of my mind, I'd always think, I wish I could just publish the tape so people could really feel that conversation. Well, on this podcast, you get to feel the conversation. I talk with experts, guests, and a few friends who I hope will inspire, inform, and empower you, and maybe also challenge you. Whether you're looking for self-help, self-improvement, beauty advice, health insights, business know-how, or just some good old-fashioned life advice and a bit of a laugh. It's all here. Welcome to the show. My guest in this episode of the podcast is Roxy Safai, the brilliant Roxy Safai, who is a self-mastery and empowerment coach. She is also the host of a hugely successful podcast, is an expert in beauty and wellness, and is a self-confessed, now listen very carefully, gold digger. Yep, that's right. Not gold digger, but gold digger, because she sets her sights on a prize, reverse engineers the route to get there, and then sets about achieving her goal every single time. It's this kind of positive attitude, focus, and determination that really caught my attention when I discovered Roxy, and in actual fact... It was a listener who messaged me saying they were a huge fan of hers and would love to hear a conversation between the two of us on the show. So here we are. Ask and you shall receive. Are you someone who wishes that you woke up motivated? Are you someone who sets goals but can never quite get to where you want to be? If you have ever felt that your wants and desires are compromised, even sabotaged by your own actions... Then this conversation with Roxy, where she shares how she taps into a mindset that optimizes her life and performance, is for you. In this conversation, we talk about authenticity, the power of journaling, the fear of uncertainty, acting in a way that's in line with the future self you imagine you're going to be, why you can be analytical and logical at the same time as being spiritual and creative. We also discuss how to channel your true power, how to own who you are, 
and why there's discomfort and growth, but to see that as a sign that you're on the right path and moving in the right direction. I loved this conversation with Roxy and I am so, so pleased to share it with you. I will, of course, share all of the links to everything that we discussed to Roxy, her website, her social media, the podcast in the show notes. But I am so delighted and please do join me in welcoming Roxy Safai onto The Emma Gunn Show. Welcome to the podcast, Roxy Safai. How are you? I am so thrilled and honored to be here with you and just, um, yeah, I'm really excited to have a conversation with you. Me too, because you are a self-mastery and empowerment coach. And for anyone who's listening to this, who thinks I'm not really sure what that means. You will find out in this episode, but what I will tell you is when it comes to Roxy, I have, I have spoken to a lot of people on this podcast, but you are someone who shares nuggets of golden good advice and not just because it sounds good and not just because it might trend on a social media platform or because it makes a a nice meaty engageable meme you live it you have made positive changes in your life you live in a way and then you share that with people in the hope that they can apply it in their own lives and move forward with purpose and feel happy Oh, thank you so much. First of all. And I just, I really love that and appreciate that you, you feel the truth because that's exactly what it is. You know, I've been asked so many times, what made you want to become a coach, you know, an empowerment and self-mastery coach. And it's a cute question to me because the answer is I didn't want to become this. This is who I am. I'm just now in a position where I'm expressing my truth and my purpose on, you know, a platform and, and in um, modalities that allow it to be really seen, heard and felt, but it is all exactly what you said. It is the truth. I live the truth and it's, you know, authenticity is a core value of mine. And it's something that I really believe, uh, you know, if more people operated from their most authentic self, and we can take deeper dives into what that even means. Um, I think that there is a better chance of living a life of fulfillment, true fulfillment. And it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of strength. It takes a lot of, you have to be scrappy, you know, because life, uh, in so many ways, whether it's, you know, your intimate circle society, both, uh, will constantly challenge you to step outside of your most authentic self. Right. And that is a very insidious way to live. Like it, it creeps on you. It's a sooner or later, um, when you're not operating from your most authentic self and, uh, you know, just kind of, um, submitting essentially to it, right. You, you, you lose true connection to self. And this is where it gets very difficult to cultivate self-love, self-confidence, self-trust. So it really, it really starts with operating with your most authentic self. And it's so fucking liberating to do that hard for sure. But in my opinion, some of the greatest things that we experience in life come with this hard piece with challenge. And I'm sure we'll dive deeper into that. So, and I, I can really relate to that. And I'm sure many listeners can this idea of, if you don't know who you are and if you don't know what you stand for, 
then just going out into the world can knock you sideways. It can just feel like being in a rough tide because you're not rooted, you're not sturdy. And the, the message that I get from you when I consume your content is it's all about helping people really, uh, really get those roots, really find that sturdiness and really connect with who they are and understand who they are and what they stand for. And I think crucially, not question it, not worry about what anyone thinks about that own discovery. It's quite a private personal journey that one has to go on in order to develop that. That's so spot on. Um, you know, I have this firm belief that like we live life is so uncertain, right? When you are what I call a path creator, it's even you're dancing with uncertainty on an even more uh, profound and robust uh level, meaning that you, it's what I call the scenic route, right? So um, as an artist, I'll illustrate something for you. I can't help it. As an artist, I love to illustrate. So, you know, you have the scenic route, which is this beautiful, mysterious path, you know, it, it's, it's, it's way more sensorial. There's a lot more mystery though, on the road, you don't have like the paved path. Think of the freeway, the highway signs directing you, telling you exactly where to go exit here, go this way. This is leading you there, right? This is the quote unquote safe route, right? Um, the scenic route has none of that. It is taking steps forward with total faith in yourself, with absolute curiosity of, of what is going to unfold on this path and, you know, enjoying all of the surprises that come out to you. It's just more beautiful and more, much more fulfilling. So I just, um, I really believe that when we are, um, so you know, when we're operating on this scenic path, right. Operating from, um, your most authentic self, what I have found to be the most supportive thought and energy as you move into uncertainty is not this constant needing to know what comes next, the quote unquote house it's knowing who you are and who you aim to become. Because when you are clear on that, when you are rooted in yourself, when, and this is very important, it's not just about who you are in this moment. It's about who is your future self, who I have a very, very deep, profound connection with my future self. Um, I call her my muse, my ride or die, my North star. She is my teammate in life. And I'm so crystal clear on who this woman is. And she's my anchor. She's my truth. Right. So, you know, when I, cause there are so many moments in my life every single day where I don't have the solution yet. I don't know the, how I don't know what's coming next. Right. I'm really path creating my unique path of life, but I know who I am and I know who she is, who I aim to become and the intangibles that live you know, within myself and within her are my guiding points. They, they tell me, Roxanne, you don't need to know the house and all the solutions right away. In fact, that would be quite boring. It's the process and the becoming that is so uh, provocative to you and exciting to you. You just need to know who you are and who you aim to become because that woman is capable. 
She is smart. She's strategic. She is intuitive. You know, she, so she will cultivate the house and, you know, the, the support and the solutions, but it's, it's operating with that knowing and that ownership of self. And, you know, this is something we can kind of pick apart a little bit more, but, um, I hear a lot about acceptance of self, like just accept yourself. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Maybe that's level one, but if you want to get to pro level and level fucking unbreakable, then you're operating with ownership, acceptance of self and ownership of self are two very, very different energies. Right. And for me, true self-love and true self-confidence, like when you're really cultivating self-confidence, isn't just this acceptance of self, it's ownership of self. It's saying to life, this is fucking who I am. I love who I am. I believe in who I am. Like it or not, world, I'm I'm showing up as me and I'm going to charge forward as me. So... (laughs) Knowing, like you said, it just to bring it, you know, back to full circle, um, really being rooted in who you are is literally one of the most important things you can do for yourself in your life. And it is certainly empowering. You know what I'm reminded of? And this might think you might think, Emma, I really don't understand how you got here from this, but bear with me. (laughs) What you were saying then about thinking about your future self actually reminded me of Scrooge and of Marley's ghost showing Scrooge the future. And instead of seeing a terrible version of yourself in the future, actually, which allows him to course correct, what you're doing is you're showing yourself an incredible version of yourself in the future, the best version of yourself. And actually, whether you realize that or not, that means that in the present, you are acting in a way that will get you to that vision. That is, no, that is a beautiful, I love that. Um, and it, and it is so true and that's exactly right. Emma. It's, it's bridging yourself into this being because the, here's the thing, like everything that we want in the future, like most people are focusing on whether it's the job, the material things, the romantic partner, those things don't make you who you are. You call in those experiences, right? So then Logically, what is the more effective approach to actualize these manifestations that you desire? What's focusing on who you want to become? Who is that person, right? And in my life, it's it's pretty mystical, actually. Um, I am a very uh, analytical, logical woman. Uh, I'm a Gemini, so I have both, you know. But I'm a visionary. I'm a, I, you know, I'm a absolute creative, um, you know, just daydreaming woman who, you know, I journaling, we can talk about this, but, um, has been, I've been writing for the larger part of my life, like almost all of my life, right. Journaling specifically. And when my future self came to me, you know, it started with this, first of all, that understanding of, of what I just shared with you, like, it's not the things that make me, you know, experience that life. It's, it's the woman that I aim to become. So I really started to think about, well, who is this woman? Right. And, you know, it started in my journal and writing, and then it ended up like expanding into my meditation. And, um, I've shared this, you know, a few times on, on different podcasts, but she started to show up in this future home of mine in this master bathroom in the mirror. And so her name is the woman in the mirror and she talks to me and we communicate in meditation every single morning. 
And it's profound because I can show up to meditation sometimes, maybe like worried or troubled or, you know, life is happening. Right. And it's so fascinating, Emma, because she is never on that plane with me. She is so stoic. She is so just strong in her presence. Like she's the ultimate harmonization of masculine feminine energy, just a brilliant, badass woman who is so wise, who is so um, just, she has so much grace to her. She's beautiful. And, you know, to bring us back to where you were that I think could be really valuable to your listeners is this every single day, I have opportunities to live my way into her. Mm-hmm. In fact, sometimes very often I'll think to myself, what would she do? How would she respond to this? How would she move for, you know, in this, you know, direction right now? Like, and again, it's that clarity on who she is that allows me to feel such a deep connection. And also this is an important piece to insert here. She's not foreign to me. What she exudes, what she is already lives in me. It's just, she's the most expanded version of, you know, the courage, the compassion, the intelligence, the wisdom, the strength, all of these things. Right. So that expansion into becoming her lives in my everyday opportunities that I have to be conscious of, um, you know, to, to, to lead myself into that, into her. Does that make sense? Mm. It's, I know it's deep, uh, but I am. So (laughs) I don't know any other way to be, you know, we'll deal with it. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) I've also heard you say, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but you've always been authentic to yourself, to who you are. Yes. And I hear that and I am incredibly envious immediately because I know that that is not my particular journey. That has not been my experience. And so I wonder if you could share with listeners how that feels or how you have been able to deconstruct it in order to help somebody begin to connect in a way that will help them move forward and to just live a more authentic life. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. Um, so I, I have three brothers who trail right behind me in age. I'm 43. They're right behind me. And then I have an older sister and, um, she's six years older than me and me and my siblings are extremely close. We've been through a lot of hardship in our, um, in the, the earlier, uh, parts of our lives. And, um, all my siblings, including myself, we are all alphas, strong opinions. Um, huge hearts. Right. And, um, I say that because the environment of my childhood and and really my entire upbringing to have siblings like this is like, there's no bullshitting each other. You'll get called out. You'll get, you know, so it's like, just come as you are or else you're getting called out. Right. Um, I feel like that has something to do with it initially. Okay. Now, listen, in those earlier parts of my life, it's not like I had this, I wasn't conscious of, oh, I'm just going to be my most authentic self, right? I can just, in in these later years of my life, look back and go, damn girl, you really always chose to operate from your most authentic self. Like even in the example of being on the playground at, you know, what I think it was like 10 years old and I 
for some reason, and I don't like this word, but just, I'm going to paint the picture. Um, you know, growing up, I was always in the popular girl group, uh, but just, you know, the girls that were more, whatever, um, always kind of a lone wolf though, like never clicky, but just always kind of just found myself in that, you know, environment of girls. And I'll never forget this one time, uh, where this, you know, girl in our group of friends, uh, started picking on this, this girl who was more of an introvert and loner. And, uh, you know, she's on the playground playing handball with herself. And she's, this girl was, uh, the bully call her the bully was picking on her. Okay. And just making fun of her. And the other girls in this group were just going along with her and I could read their discomfort. It's not like they really wanted to do it. I'm very, very uh, receptive of energy, you know, and I'm watching this and I, I couldn't, I couldn't stand it. Like I, it was very uncomfortable for me. Now, this is really important. Um, I love neuroscience, right? So I'm, I'm super geeky about, you know, the brain and, and actually what's going on neurochemically. And listen from, you know, back in the day, ancestral times, like this is very dangerous to move against the tribe, right. To stand, to stand in, you know, to go, to oppose. Right. Um, so it was very risky, especially in these earlier years of my life, you know, as a, as a child, we're more malleable and, and, and feeling like we belong is very important, right? It's like a survival mechanism. But I couldn't in that moment, I couldn't stand watching this girl bully this girl who's already just having her time. So I left that little click and I went and I played handball with the girl and then the bully started, you know, making fun of me. And I was almost like, I was just waiting for her to do it because I just went straight to her face. And if that teacher didn't come and stop us, she would have been over. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm a fighter straight up. And so, but, you know, looking back at this is so powerful, right? Because in the moment, all I was doing, I was at this crossroad of what are you going to do? The true you can't stand to be here right now and go with this person. Right. Mm. But there's risk. It's risky. It's dangerous. I could be outcasted. I could, and I chose my truth. I chose myself. I give that example because it's a powerful one, right? But it's, it's been the constant in my life. It didn't matter if people didn't like me. And this is to, to this day, you don't like me. I don't get the job. I'm not cool enough for your opportunity, but I don't care. I care more about how I feel about who I am and how I show up in this world. So it really comes down to that. It's like, I prioritize what I believe and what I love and what I you know, feel about myself versus what anybody else in the world thinks about me, including people I love which is, that's really hard, right? Because those are the opinions that I value more than anything, anybody. But if it if it's not within my truth, if it doesn't feel authentic to me, um, I, I'll still stand up and disagree or oppose or, or whatever. So, you know, what ends up happening here is, this is what I, I, I say is like true self-confidence because I'm not relying on anything external to cultivate this feeling of I'm good enough. I belong, you know, any of that, it's all coming from within me. And that is something that no one could ever fucking take away from me. And that is true power. 
And that is why I can walk into any room in any situation. I don't care who's who, what's what. I stand in my truth and my ownership. And here's something that could be really supportive uh, to your listeners and this subject of authenticity. Just know this. There's pain on either side. There's discomfort on either side, whether you're going to choose to operate from your most authentic self or not. So it comes down to what pain slash discomfort are you willing to take ownership of versus the other? I say, well, we know what I say. Take the discomfort from standing in your truth because the reward is this. You become more clear on who you are. You become more rooted on who you are. And it becomes much easier to walk this life with your head up, facing life with absolute confidence and conviction and integrity in who you are. There's reverence for self. And this is how we really cultivate self-love. It's not by taking bubble baths and putting on a face mask. That's self-care. It's true. I like the beauty. It's like, I mean, that's relevant. Like it's, it's self-care is very, it's an essential piece to self-love, but self-love is real ownership of self. It's self-worth. It's, it's knowing who you are. It's, it's just integrity piece. It's having strong boundaries and not being afraid to uphold them. I'm going to repeat something back that you just said, which is take the discomfort from standing in your truth. And as you were talking, all of the experience I've had in my life that I can think of, and I'm sure listeners can relate to some of this if you've been through something similar, of minimizing myself. So I used to be too loud when I was younger. So then I learned not to really say anything and just be more of an observer. And then as I got a bit older, I thought, well, now I've earned my stripes. I have, I should be able to speak up in this meeting. And then people didn't like me. And that, that felt like a bit of a roller coaster. And the piece that was missing is I didn't have that core confidence through the middle to stand, stand up for myself when I spoke when I was younger, also be a participant observer, and then be able to deal with it as an older woman. I thought, and we can come on to this, I thought that just because I had lived for 40 something years, that that meant I had reached that level. I hadn't actually done the work to earn it. To earn it. That's it. That's it, girl. Like earning it is where it's at. And a lot of people don't like that word and like want to kind of shy away from it. I just don't know any other way. And I think that it is so empowering to earn it, earn your, earn your, your, earn your love for yourself. I know it's supposed to come natural. I get that whole concept. I just don't think that's a reality in the life that we live because you're going to be challenged you're going to come to these crossroads like me on the, on the playground. And right there, it's not this natural. It's like, no, I'm, I'm put in a position. You go this way or you go that way. Mm-hmm. And so that choice really is going to put you in the position of earning or not earning, you know, this, this confidence and, you know, all of that. And so, and, and, and it's, it's important to also understand that uh, there's no period at the end of the sentence. This is a lifelong game, Right. And it's a game that, you know, you need to be constantly investing yourself into, in order to develop and to fortify it, right? Because life is going to continue to present 
more challenges and more difficult challenges. So you never get full. It's not like you're ever done with this subject. Oh, I've got enough self-confidence or I've got enough self-love. <laughs> like, no, it's going to probably get gnarlier, you know? Um, but, but when you, um, I love that you speak in my language, martial arts, but when you get more stretch in your belt, you know, when you, when you, when you can, you know, look at a situation, like you're in a challenge situation, you can look back and you have this reference point of like, okay, well, I may, this is a new challenge. And it's, 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 it's one that, you know, maybe I've never experienced yet, but look at all of this that I've conquered. Look at all the self-confidence that I've already earned. Right. And that gives you, you know, the, the fortitude and the perseverance and the grit to move forward, the courage to move forward, you know, and, and in, in the face of that challenge and that fight. So it is, it is so essential. And I, I just, you know, I find this, um, this work to be just so fulfilling and so, so gratifying because ultimately it's just all coming down to self, right? There's a reason why I capitalize self in all of my, my writings, because I'm putting emphasis on this understanding that there's a you and then there's a you in you, right? And when you can really become in harmony with this you in you and operate in absolute fucking partnership with self, the entire game changes in your life. Now you are on your team. You're going for it, but you're going for it with, you know, just this more kind of expanded version of self, this stronger version of self. You certainly feel less lonely in life because you got you. You Again, deep, (laughs) but this is, you know, these are very, um, it's like what I call like inside out empowering tools, right? This is what I coach and I mentor my girls on, you know, it's, it's less about the outside and it's more about the inside cultivating, you know, the success, the strength, the, you know, the wealth from inside, and then let that produce, you know, all of that on the external, on the outside, it all starts from within. You know, you mentioned something there that made me think about something that a previous guest said on the show a few weeks ago. I had an incredible personal trainer on, or fitness expert uh, called Emma Story Gordon. And she talked about the process is your life. So enjoy it. And we we can get into this mentality of uh, a destination. So you have a weight loss goal, it's a destination, but there's work that continues. It's this idea of continuing work. And I have definitely engaged over the years in lots of self-sabotaging behaviors, many, many of them. And you say something which, or I've heard you say something which absolutely, if I'd heard it five years ago, I think I would have fallen straight over and had to have a sleep, which is this. <laughs> and listeners, take a moment to really take this in. Stop fighting yourself and start fighting for yourself. Because that's the, the truth. Fucking game changes. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, and it shows up in so many different ways. Like, what does that even mean? I mean, there's so many different examples. Um, fighting for yourself. Okay, I'll give you one example. Um, you know, you're kind of tired, feeling lazy. You don't want to get up and, and go move your body. But you know it's important. You know you'll feel better for doing it. Um, you know that if you don't do it, you're going to feel guilty. And, and, and so fighting against that, you know, 
smaller kind of mindset going, Oh, just stay here be lazy. Don't do it is fighting for yourself mm-hmm. on a larger kind of uh, example. It could be, um, you know, standing up for yourself, upholding yourself in a boundary that is very important. And boundaries is a huge subject. It's one of what I call my core activations in my, in queendom, my online membership for women. And, and, and the great reason, because, you know, boundaries are what we're saying yes or no to in our lives. And that's really dictating shaping so much of our life and our experience. Right. Um, but just back to that, you know, speaking up for yourself, that is certainly an example of fighting for yourself. Um, I mean, there's, it is endless, you know, uh, it, it feeling fear, you know, um, in the face of, you know, I have a whole creed under my brand, seek the fight. And it's essentially meaning that, you know, there's always going to be a fight, a challenge, a battle standing guard, in front of some kind of experience that you want to manifest, that you want to, you know, actualize into your life. And it can become very easy to back down, to, to not move towards the fight, right? It's uncomfortable. It's scary. Who knows? I could fail. Fighting for yourself is saying it's scary. It's uncomfortable. I can fail and I'm fucking going. That's fighting for yourself. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> just a few examples. Well, what I found really interesting about that is, because I would have sat with you five years ago and I would not have been able to admit to you that uh, like, for example, my relationship with food, which I've been very open with my listeners about. So I wouldn't have been able to honestly say to you, Roxy, I'm, I'm self-sabotaging with food. Like I have all of these wants in my mind of how I want to look, of how I want to feel. And yet on a regular basis, I'm sabotaging those with how I eat. And yeah. so what I find really complicated is how do you arm somebody with the skills to be able to know that actually they might not realize it, but they are fighting themselves. The only opponent that they're having the biggest battle with is actually them. Yeah, no, it's such a great question. Um, I appreciate that so much. You know, first of all, everything starts with honesty. If you're not being real with yourself, you make no progress. You, You are literally disconnected from self it takes so much courage to keep it real with yourself. Forget about keeping it real with the world for a minute, just literally keeping it real with yourself, being authentic with yourself. But I will tell you that that is the starting point to progress on any level in any situation. It's uncomfortable, but it's where you have to begin. Self-awareness is a starting point for, for everything, right? And in the self-awareness pieces, your ability to, you know, observe self from this non-judgmental place, which is actually very difficult, but you can, it becomes easier and easier the more you kind of step into this practice of self-awareness, right? Journaling and meditation are, are some of my powerful methodologies, methodologies that I share to do this self-awareness work, right? Um, but really, you know, just being so honest with yourself and understanding. And and this is another piece that's so important here. I I actually call this a high performance tool, compassion, compassion. I see so much, especially women, there's just so much beating yourself up and it gets you nowhere you want to go. It literally digs you deeper into the place you don't want to be. Right. If you can be first of all, honest with yourself, And just go, okay, I'm going to try and look at what's happening here from what I call the student lens, right? So we're in this space where we're learning. You cannot be learning and judging at the same time. So let's get rid of, (laughs) 
It came to me one day when I was writing in the airport. It was so profound. I was like, oh my God. But you it's so true. Learning and judging at the same time. And judging at the same time. Write it down. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that. You no, know, it's it, it literally hit me. I, I can visually remember when I downloaded this information for myself in the airport, and I was like, whoa, that is so powerful. Because it's it's so true. So it's like, let's get rid of the judgmental lens and let's put on our student lens. And now let's just evaluate like what is going on here, you know? Uh you know, why are we not willing to be honest with ourselves? First of all, face that fear, face that truth, write it down. Seriously, you know, like you're, you're in class, class is in class is in session with yourself. Okay. Then you go, what am I afraid of by, if I chose to act outside of this habitual place of sabotage, what am I afraid to lose? Because more often than not, that's what's happening. There's some fear of loss somewhere. And that can seem so like, huh, to people what I don't, I don't, I don't feel like it's a, you know, me sabotaging myself, like in this habitual pattern of, you know, I want to, I want to have this body. I want to be this healthy, but meanwhile, you're binging and, you know, on this food. No, 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 no. Dig deeper. It could be that um, certain relationships will respond to you differently in your life. Um, it could be, it could be a many, many different things. Um, I'll leave it to your listeners, but what I am just planting the seed is think about that. What are you afraid of? And it could be something outside of that too, uh, by acting outside of this keyword emphasis here, habit, habitual pattern of self-sabotage. Okay. When you start to analyze self with this student lens with this honest approach to self and you start to break down what's really going on here then we're at the starting point to strategize our way out of sabotage you know and I always say inches make the mile I'm not someone who's all about like the big you know oh it's new year's and let's just I'm gonna revamp everything like overnight meanwhile here's the thing to really uh shape new habits, you have to shape new behaviors. And that's going to, to go even deeper. It's thoughts and beliefs. So it's, what are your thoughts? What are your beliefs? How can I then take these thoughts and beliefs and empower them to shift my behaviors just subtly so that I can start to create real habits that I can then turn into my new way of being my new lifestyle, my new process, right? And I've talked about habits at length on this podcast and I think they are so valuable and so helpful. And uh, it, it really is about implementing new uh, habits that will work in your favor, that will get you to the future, future you that you have imagined. But you also said something that I absolutely loved. It's that your habits are essentially... If you set these habits out, if that's how you act, that's your identity. And then that sets the tone for the lifestyle. And so you talk right. about it in reflect in um, the concept of you're a life athlete. So you're very physical uh, and that that's part of your identity. And so that has to feed into your lifestyle. Um, and so it's again, it's a kind of reverse engineering, isn't it? It's like this is it, who oh I want gosh, to be. Yes. And then so yep. these are the habits I have to implement. Exactly. No, that's exactly it. I love reverse engineering. This an essential piece to how I coach, how I mentor, how I live my own life. Right. So think about future self, the woman in the mirror. 
I mean, she's a badass life athlete. She's incredibly thriving and impactful entrepreneur. She is such a rock and a force to her relationships. She is an artist, you know, so she's all these things. Cool. Well, what are the habits of a really successful, thriving, impactful entrepreneur? What are the habits of a really badass life athlete? What are the- Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. You know what I mean? And then you just, like you said, it's reverse engineering. And you start to implement these behaviors and these habits into your day-to-day life until it is your life. It is who you are. But again, that's why the anchoring piece is so important is you got to get clear on who that person is. It's like, it's, it's, it's a really efficient way and a very effective way to uh, cultivate this, you know, current self and, and and the life essentially that you want to be living and creating. Right. It's like, doesn't, there's going to be hard no matter what. I don't want to say it's easy, right? Because to do the actual work is, is not, it's not easy. Um, but challenge for me is opportunity. I love it. Um, but it, it is saying rather than feeling like lost and I don't know, you know, how am I going to do it? What is this life? Okay. Well, here's the PowerPoint, you know, effective, um, kind of easier, you know, starting point, start thinking and defining and connecting with who the future version of you is. I'm really sad to say this because it's it's not a very nice memory, but I always try to cater to uh, any listener who might be coming from any starting point. And I know you have Queendom on your website. And I can honestly say that a few years ago, if I had tried to think about what future me would have been like, I would have thought, well, she's useless. She's not worth very much. No one likes it. I would, it would have been a very negative. I, I just didn't really have much to say about myself then or a future self. And I wonder if somebody is listening to this and they are maybe in more that headspace and they may be yeah. listening to this and they're thinking, God, that's a world away from where I am now. Well, first mm-hmm. of all, I just want to let you know that you can get there. So hang in there. But also, do you have any tips? If you speak to someone in your community and maybe they are coming from that place, 
and they've yeah. really taken some hard knocks. Yeah. How do you begin to help them piece it together? Yeah, no, great question. You know, and again, I'm going to go back to neuroscience because this is a big part. You know, I'm certified in applied neuroscience and brain health for, for a reason. A, I love it. And B, because when we think about human potential, when we think about self-actualization, self-mastery and living to this fullest potential, this being that we're talking about, it's not all just mindset work. We have to look at lifestyle. So in, in neuroscience, it's top down, bottom up, outside in. We need to evaluate and I, this is a, you know, this happens with, with my coaching, you know, um, I'm going to ask you, what's your lifestyle? Like, what's your diet? Like, what's your sleep? Like, what are your relationships? Like relationship to others with others and relationship to self, what are your habits? Do you go to sleep? You know, all of these things, because I can sit here, Emma, and give you like these powerful quotes and like hang on your wall and this. Okay. But no. It doesn't, it's not just, it's not that. And, and I don't care how many books you read, how many podcasts you listen to. How, that's great. I love all that. I'm a logophile, like words are just, uh, I love, you know, uh, but we, we must, it is essential to look at lifestyle. If you don't, if you're eating not well, if you don't have great sleep hygiene, if your relationships are toxic, if you're watching the news until one in the morning and then going to bed and we can have fear and then you're wondering, you know, and, and, and perhaps you even that's on top of taking those hard hits that you've already taken in life. And, um, it's going to really be difficult to mindset your way out of that life. Like minds, it's not, it's just one core piece. So that's the honest truth is I'm going to ask you, can you please with the student lens, because we don't want to be judging. We're trying to learn so we can strategize our way out effectively. Can we, can you please look at your lifestyle? And if you notice that there are areas where, you know, you are ingesting, everything is information, everything, food, people, books, everything light. It's literally information to your system that is telling you to do this or to do that, to feel this, to feel that, to go this way, to go that way. Right. So we need to analyze the information that we're taking in on a daily basis. And then we need to assess, does this information, the larger part of this information, is this optimizing me? Is it supporting me to, you know, live into this ideal version of myself or is it hindering me? And don't be afraid if it comes out as it's hindering, it's holding me back, it's keeping me small. This is, you're collecting data. You need this. You need this. Again, go back to the honesty piece. And so if you are someone who is looking at your life right now, you're taking stock and inventory and you're like, actually rocks, it's a lot of hindering. <laughs> it's like, cool. Pause. Don't beat yourself up. Compassion comes in. Okay. Because for whatever reason, here you are. Okay. Don't become a victim of your circumstances. You've got nothing to learn, grow, and gain from that perspective. Now you get to decide who do I really want to become? Now we go to future self. Okay. And we start again. I cannot, I, I have a guided journal that's on its way out into the world. It's it'll be out in December. I'm very excited illustrated, beautiful. Um, again, because journaling has been the greatest pathway for me to understand and connect and create my, myself. 
So I I'm, I'm saying that because um, I'm inviting your listeners that in this process of investigation of, of life, right. Journal it out. You know, this is going to give you um, real connection, first of all, to the information. And it also gives you records so that you can witness your growth. I have over 20 years almost 30 at this point of writing in my home. It's not just journaling. It's my life. It's the woman that I've become. Right. So it's so powerful to have this. So just to, you know, put a bow on this, on this piece here is please put on the student lens, evaluate, investigate your life, hold compassion for yourself and then have a look. And then I I really do. I'm going to credit. I know that your listeners whether you want to be real with yourself or not, that's one thing, but you're all smart enough to take this information and go, okay, well, this is, you know, hindering me or this is no, it's propelling me forward kind of thing. Yeah. But change is hard. Yeah. Now the thing about uh, which we'll come on to in a second, but I just want to unpick journaling again, because in 2018 on this podcast, I did the project 26 habits, which was that every two weeks I would attempt to either make or break a habit. So make a good habit to propel me forward or break a habit that might be hindering me. And one of them was journaling. And I thought it was going to be one of the easiest habits because it's just writing <laughs> in a book in the morning. Right. But it isn't because actually what I, what I fundamentally came to understand is that in the morning when you don't journal and you go out into the world you are essentially reacting to the world as it happens but journaling actually gives you the opportunity to observe it and to actually take note of what's happening around you yeah exactly exactly it gives you this very important space between stimulus and response Mm -hmm. and ultimately i mean in real self-mastery self-regulation is really having that great strong space for you to decide and choose how you want to respond to a stimulus, right? Versus like you said, just being in this reactive state, which is, you know, I think the larger part of, you know, uh, our society is like living in more of a reactive state, you know, um, it's not comfortable and easy necessarily to journal. It's, it's really interesting. I've talked about journaling endlessly at this point. Um, and I have found, you know, there's so many different responses that come up when, when we talk about journaling, um, some people are very intimidated by this like blank page, like whether it's the honesty piece, whether it's, I, I feel like I'm supposed to be some profound poet right now. No, you don't, <laughs> you don't. And I, I understand it can feel very, um, you know, daunting, you know, one of the things that I love doing in my journal, which could be very supportive. Um, everyone's going to journal different ways, by the way, you know, whether it's goal setting, whether it's, you know, recording your life, whether it's, you know, both or, you know, game planning your day or whatever, but really just to understand that ultimately this is you being in space with you. And that is very important. Okay. That is so, so important. It's you dedicating time to just be with you. Um, something that could be really helpful is pick an energy and a word to start with, right? So courage, it's like anchor yourself in something, right? Creativity. Uh, oftentimes we actually need lines to get really into a creative space. Like too much is, is too much, right? But you give us a little starting point, some kind of boundary almost, and then we can even cross, you know, uh, you know, color outside the lines. Right. But just, we need something to start with. So pick a word, pick an energy. How do you feel in that moment 
coming into your journal. And then just start riffing off of that and let yourself go. It's like streamline of consciousness, let yourself unfold and unravel. And I will tell you my journaling throughout my life has, has taken on many different expressions. Um, it's really interesting, actually, I've approached it in, in many different ways. Uh, but ultimately now it's really just this, um, this really important time and space. I call it my favorite room because it's truly where I get to be with myself. And here's the thing, your journal will always be there to listen. It's never going to judge you. It's literally just holding space for you to be you, to share your most authentic self. So I get it. Any habit that, you know, you it's, it, that's not a habit yet, right? Like that you're trying to, to start is not easy. And, um, you know, I, I don't like to speak in absolutes unless it's, you know, unless I can, yeah, yeah you know what I mean? Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, is it for everybody? I can't say that for sure, but I can say this. If you feel some resistance to it, try and push past it a little bit just to see, cause I have had so many women who initially it's like, Oh, they dabbled and they, the resistance, but then they just, okay, well, let me just keep trying. And then it was like, forget about it. Now it's like, you can't not journal because you become addicted to be in the space. You become addicted to the space between you and you, and to go back to this, this is so important here. You know, in psychology, we, there's something called the refractory period, right? So when you think about that, you know, stimulus, something happens and now it's your choice of, of how you're going to respond or react, like the space between, you know, your reaction and the stimulus is called the refractory period. And let's just say that it, it took you right. You're in traffic. Somebody cut you off and you're like, ah, you know, uh, the refractory period, you know, is how, how fast can you get back to baseline, you know, back to that place where, you know, before the stimulus happened, where you're just kind of cruising in it and, and journaling actually supports that process for you to shorten that gap, that refractory period. And that, you know, I mean, think about that in life. Like that is so powerful because if, if the refractory period is really long, this is what happens. Stimulus happens. You react in a, you know, in a way where there isn't composure, where you're, you're outside of your harmony. Now you're in a bad mood. And now that bad mood, you know, then perpetuates some other, you know, incident, some other stimulus, whether it's spilling your coffee or rear-ending someone or now your bad mood turns into a bad day and then a bad week. And now it's this whole experience. It's just, you become that feeling and that emotion versus just allowing yourself to process, experience it, maybe learn from it and then move it, keep it moving forward. Mm -hmm. So that was a lot. I know I just dished out a lot. (laughs) I can't help it. This is why I love talking to you. Um, there are a few, there's one word I don't think I've heard you say, uh, which is perfect. We've talked about easy. Uh, We've said easy, but I, which I think is really important because I was thinking about this before we started recording. I was thinking about when I was younger and how I used to feel very frustrated that I wasn't good at anything naturally. I don't know if anyone else can relate to this who's listening, but at school, I wasn't good at sports. And so... I wasn't included in that group at school. I wasn't academically intelligent, so I wasn't in that group. So I kind of bumbled along and I just desperately wanted to be good at something. 
And I know that you know what was missing. The missing point is putting in any effort in order to develop a skill. <laughs> I'm listening to you, Evan. I'm like, was it really that you just were, or did you just not go past that threshold where you experienced yourself, maybe not hitting the home run right away or, you know, that, you know, the getting the gold star right out the gate. Um, you know, I, I'm some, I love talking about the underdog and the champion because I am forever an underdog. My heart is the underdog heart. My mind is the champion. Um, throughout my life, I have felt, you know, I've had a very beautiful life of diversity. I know what it feels like to not have any food. And I know what it feels like to fly around on a private jet around Europe, staying at all the fancy hotels. I, I've, I've, I've experienced both and it's beautiful to experience both. Right. Yeah. Um, and in a lot of situations, uh, I have felt like the underdog, you know, like I, I got a, I'm second best. I got a scrap, you know, my, and I'm grateful for that. I don't care how many gargantuous victories that I will attain in my life. I've already achieved a lot of incredible things that I'm very proud of, but I, I, I want that ownership of, of her, uh, the underdog forever. And here's why, because the underdog is fucking unrelenting. The underdog does not rely on external validation. In fact, because they're often usually not getting the external validation. So they have to rely on what they believe about themselves and what, what it is that they want, what their vision is. And then that, that, that belief of self, that vision keeps them in that unrelentless pursuit of achievement of, you know, of, of, of actualization. The important piece also is having the champion mindset. It's knowing I'm worthy, not just of the victory. I'm worthy of the fight. That's I, I want that like on a billboard because so many are looking at the victory. I'm worthy of this. I'm worthy. I'm worthy. No, but, but are you worthy of the fight too? Because there's going to be a fight. Meaning, you know, fight it's, this is my lexicon, right? My, you know, talk victory battle. Um, but effort is a fight. Okay. So you got to be willing to put that effort to go back to, you know, and to get the victory, to get the gold star, to get that, you know, but just thinking about this underdog champion mindset, like if you feel uh, like you're not good enough or you're second best or people aren't acknowledging you and leverage that, leverage that, get that attitude of that's fine. Oh, do you remember pretty woman? You know, I just, you know, she, she walks in she's like, remember me? Big mistake. Big Huge. mistake. <laughs> Huge, exactly. <laughs> you know, and that comes down to this, like, just, I don't need you to validate me. External validation has its place. It's very important. And I, uh, who doesn't want it? You know, I love, nice. you know, getting, uh, it feels great. And it's also great. You know, I love getting the feedback from my podcast and all that, you know, that it's really impacting, you know, the listener, all that. So important. Um, but what I share, what I do, who I am is not reliant or, you know, it's not, it's intrinsic motivation, right? So this is so, so important, you know, just to understand that to your listeners, like you're not only worthy of the victory, you are worthy of the battle. You're worthy of the fight. And it's up to you to 
decide on that and then to take ownership and then commit to the process and keep, Mm -hmm. keep moving forward. There's nothing, the story of the person who never took a hit and just kept winning is boring. I don't even know. I've never watched that story because it's not interesting to me. The story of the person, you know, Rocky's like a life hero to me who got hit and got hit and you just kept getting back up and getting back up and throwing more punches. That is a story that I'm interested in. That's some heart moving shit. So do you know, it's so funny <laughs> you say that because I, I love me some rock music, especially the eighties and nineties rock. And yes, a, lot of, my girl. <laughs> a lot of those bands, a lot of the big ones that really made it big, they were about to get dropped or they weren't going anywhere. And they had one song that catapulted them, but they had all those years of trying of gigging in the really crappy concert venues and what have you. And then recently I watched the documentary about Coldplay on oh, uh, I haven't seen it yet. On Amazon. And they they hit the big time basically from very, very early on. And I got to the end of it and I thought, I'm happy for them, but I'm not inspired. <laughs> no, honestly, I think it's human nature. There's something about watching an individual struggler go through challenge, but then just continue to get up. Like our our, our hearts literally move by experiencing that. So it's like, take that, you know, understanding and then turn it around in yourself. If you're someone who's going through that challenge and that struggle, and you're feeling like, man, no matter what I'm doing, it's like, I don't know if I'm making progress or it's just hard. Like use that as fuel to say, but I'm still here and I'm I'm not done yet. Like I, I literally say this to myself, you know, I didn't hear no bell you know, that was Rocky. Like I'm tired. I'm training like rocks. I didn't hear no bell you keep going girl. Cause there are so many times and this is, I really do like to share this. Listen, my strength and my confidence, this is all very real. It's, it's, it's the dominant energy I leave myself with, but do not be fooled to think that like, I don't feel fear, defeat, um, you know, any of this stuff. I absolutely do. Again, I'm a path creator and I'm authentically building my life. Like meaning I'm not following anyone's ideas or directions. I'm moving from intuition and heart, like true purpose and vision. Right. And, um, there's so many moments in my own life where, you know, I'm like, I just feel, you know, like, uh, the vibration's just low. Like is, am I moving, am I making real progress? Like, is this really happening for me the way that I, you know, want it to, um, and just knowing, like hearing that, like, I didn't hear no bell, like it's not Mm. game over and just really, and then turning on that, you know, that, that, um, champion mindset and that leading with that underdog heart, it just keeps me pushing through those moments. And every single time I feel those moments of insecurity or, you know, just low, feel more vulnerable in my, you know, in my process and I conquer it. I mean, I, to me, there's nothing more badass. Cause I can look back and go, Ooh, that one got, that moment got you, you know, but you did not submit. You kept going. So I'm not special. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it's just repetition. This has just been who I am and what I do and what I will continue to do until I'm out of here. Maybe even mm-hmm. after that, who knows? I don't know. <laughs> Repetition is a really good point because you say there's me thinking I'm not naturally good at anything because obviously there are some things that people are naturally good at because I hadn't learned repetition, doing it time and time again, whether it's just in learning the drums or learning the piano or 
exercising, whatever it might be, uh, repetition is so key. But you've also said something else, actually, because I was thinking then, I'm sure there are going to be listeners thinking, Moxie is so damn tough. And I mean, they probably all, as I do, like, can I please have your number? Because if anyone is rude to me, I'm calling you up and you're coming, I'm going to get you to duff them up. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you said something a while ago and you said there's a big difference between soft and fragile. You would say you're soft. I mean, obviously I listen to you. You're a strong woman. You're really empowered, but you're not fragile. And I think it's a really important distinction. Would you mind explaining that to listeners? Because I'd love to hear yeah. that. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, no, you know, when you think about soft, um, you know, you're malleable, you're, you can take a hit, you can take force, right? Um, fragile is different. You can shatter. An insult from someone will shatter you. Soft is like, oof, I can take that punch that just came at me from life, from business, from 2020, whatever. But guess what? I'm still here and I'm bouncing back and in the bounce back and the comeback and the getting back up, I'm stronger for taking that hit. Mm. So there is so much power to this, you know, softness that I speak about. And also again, you know, I mentioned it briefly, but you know, compassion, I, I really see this as a high performance tool. Um, and it lives inside of self-love, you know, when you know that you're showing up and you're giving it your best, your best in that moment, right? There's optimal performance and peak performance, right? Mm -hmm. I talk about optimal performance more than peak performance because optimal performance, especially women, we have cycles, our hormones shift every week. And that's a real thing. We are affected by that, right? It's important to, to understand that. Um, some days I wake up and I just don't have that same perky eye of the tiger energy moving through me because of where I'm in my cycle. Does that, so maybe my best in that moment on that day is just like showing up and, you know, putting myself together and, and doing one thing on my list. Great. Fine. It's okay. So being compassionate with yourself in your process, especially when you are really doing your best in every moment is literally one of the most empowered things you can do. And it's going to keep you moving forward in your life, right? Being hard is being rigid. You're now you're actually very fragile, right? Mm -hmm. I always say like, you can't snap a string. Try snapping a string. <laughs> you can't snap a string. So, you know, it's this, it's this like one of my favorite words too, and energies that I move myself through is, uh, fluidity, mm. you know, like the more fluid you could be them. And then this leads us into the, you know, one of my favorite conversations with masculine and feminine energy. And, uh, for whatever reason in my entire life, there's always been this harmonization for me of this. It's like, and it's, it's, it's seen in, you know, my career paths, right? Like I'm a jujitsu martial artist, but I'm also like, so I can choke you out and get you ready for the Oscars at the same time. Right. And this is just like, <laughs> maybe not in that same moment. I don't know if that's a good look on the red carpet. <laughs> It's like <laughs> shrimping outside the uh, <laughs> great. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're a woman of my heart. Shrimping, exactly. You know, but these were just like these were just the um, you know expressions of passions of mine that really display this 
masculine and feminine energy that is a constant in harmony. Like there's no battle with them. They really are in partnership with each other. And this is important here when you think about the soft and the fragile, because usually when one energy is dominating the scene, it's like, you know, you're, I feel like you are more fragile. You're more closed. You're more, you're not really expressing yourself in this, um, in your fullest potential, Mm -hmm. right? There's a block of some sort. So to kind of, you know, wrap up this, this piece, I love that question is just to understand that, um, when you are, we'll take soft, we'll take the word soft, but I really want to highlight compassion. Mm -hmm. When you, when you, when you, when you are someone who's operating with deep, strong levels of self-compassion, you are unfucking breakable. You are not fragile. It's when you are, you know, afraid to hold that compassion with yourself, or you like you're putting on a front because you think that that is weakness. No, that's when you're fragile. Now you are destructible. Like anything could just trigger you and you're done. Mm-hmm. So really just focusing on that self-compassion piece, I think will, will take, you know, anybody, any listener uh, of your listeners uh, a lot further in their life, in their desired way than, than not. What I loved about uh, engaging with you before we got on the phone today was what you have compounded for me in our conversation, which is a big leap. And that's to not be scared of the imperfect and not to be scared of failure and not to be scared of screwing up because actually they can be corrected. That's where there's room for improvement. And it's almost this idea of thinking of yourself as actually rather than thinking, oh, i why am I not perfect? Why am I not this? I'm so cross with myself about that thinking I'm imperfect in quite a few ways. Oh my God, this is going to be an exciting project. It's all to play for. (laughs) Yes. Your hands are on the clay. Mm -hmm. You, the thing about the clay, like on the, on the wheel, it's like this blob, (laughs) but you get to create and you get to define and, you know, failure is a very important piece of information. It shows us where we can grow and become better. It's essential to succeeding. It's essential to victory. Um, you know, one of my favorite quotes is from, um, Edison, you know, it's like, I have not failed to make a, a light bulb a thousand times. I've successfully learned how not to you know, make it. And that is something that sticks with me so hardcore constantly. Cause you, you think about it like this, you go, well, what if Edison stopped at like effort 523? Mm, yeah. <laughs> Where would we be right now? Not right? on Zoom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So to all of our future Edison's out there, like keep fucking going, keep failing, keep failing, keep failing. Exactly. And this whole concept of perfect, like What is that anyways, you know, forget about perfect and think more about who it is that you want to become. And like, what are, you know, what is that individual's core values? What are their core beliefs? What are their core principles? What are the boundaries and the habits? What is their impact in this world? You know, think about those things. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a very strong, you know, focus point to, to anchor yourself into and to lead yourself versus some you know, idea of what, what is perfection? Mm. You know, I think more about excellence than perfection and excellence for me is a process. Mm. I love that. And I also think this wraps us up quite nicely into something that was said on the podcast recently by Dr. Waheed Aryan. And also, and he was talking actually in the context of people like Elon Musk, who was saying, 
with the things that they're trying to do space travel space habitation and what have you it's not about them necessarily achieving it it's about them moving the needle for the next gen which I think is really really impressive that's really powerful yeah I mean truly like everything that we are doing is affecting the the ones that are coming up you know, behind us. Um, and so it, it's a, it's a very important responsibility to understand. And it does, I think, put more, um, it, it kind of softens this, you know, uh, maybe, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for this pressure mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, I have to nail it. It has to be perfect, but it's like, no, maybe just take it as far as you can do the best you can. And then perhaps it's actually paving the way for, you know, the young ones behind us to come in and like, you know, send it to the moon kind of thing, you know, um, we're all affecting, you know, everybody, like I said, we are an experience. Mm-hmm. And so that's a very important thing to, to realize that you're not just, you know, I'm not just Roxanne who loves my coffee in this mug. Who's enjoying this conversation with Emma or both podcasters. No, I'm an experience. You're an experience. And we are giving our listeners right now an experience, everybody that you come across in life, everything you come across in life, you are giving that thing or that person an experience. So then decide what is that experience that you want to be for them? Mm. That's a one, what a wonderful place in which to end. Cause I know I've taken, you've been very generous with your time. I really oh, I could be, do. I can, no, I'm, I'm kidding me. I'm like, you are, I, I'm, and honestly, I just have to say, I'm like, cause I, you know, just before getting onto this podcast, I, uh, you know, I just been taking some deeper dives into your podcast and your work. And I'm like, oh, this is your thing, girl. You are, you are, you are home. And I know as a podcaster, because it was such a passion and deep part of my purpose, but it's like everything, you know, the questions you ask if I'm literally, it's almost like I'm not even feeling like I'm on a podcast. I'm just here with you. You're a natural girl. So I just had to share that. Well, this has felt like, this has felt like a conversation that was meant to happen. So I appreciate you giving me your time. Would you mind letting listeners know where they can find you? And obviously listener, I will put everything that Roxy says in the show notes, but just so if you happen to be at a computer or on your phone, you can tap it in now, where can they find you? Yes. Thank you. So the, the mothership is blackbeauty.com. That's where you will find everything that relates to my podcast podcast is on all platforms. Um, how to get into queendom, my exclusive online membership for women, um, all things coming out, like my guided journal, um, all of it is blackbeauty.com. Um, I live mostly in social media on Instagram and that's my personal account is Roxy look. And then there's a couple of other accounts, black belt beauty and queendom warriors, which is a really fun account too. So uh, yeah, blackbuttbeauty.com and, and Instagram is, are the best places. It has been such a delight to chat to you. And there is no one I would like to learn a triangle choke from more. <laughs> <laughs> you are so brilliant. Thank you with all of my heart. Thank you. I've been, you know, I've just had the best time. And like I said at the beginning, it's an honor to be here in space with you, Emma. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to that episode of The Emma Gunn Show. I do hope you enjoyed it. I appreciate your time hugely. If you did enjoy it and you never want to miss an episode, then please do hit the subscribe button wherever it is that you are streaming and downloading this episode. It's also where you get the opportunity to leave a five-star review and a rating for how you feel about the show. And I'd be so grateful if you wouldn't mind leaving one. 
If you want to get in touch with me, email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Or you can DM me on Instagram and Twitter where I am at Emma Guns. If you fancy chatting to me and thousands of other fellow listeners of the podcast, then click the link to join the Facebook forum. The link to join is in the show notes, which can be found wherever it is that you are streaming and downloading this episode. You have to answer a couple of questions, but we cannot wait to see you there. Come over and join the conversation. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you on the next one. Love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get a hundred dollars back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting one hundred dollars back and one hundred percent accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 